Welcome to the Understory podcast. Understory features innovators and innovations who are trying to make a difference in a more sustainable world. Today, we're really excited to have the founders of Applied Negative Emissions Center with us,、uh, Karen Rosell and Deanna Han. Karen, Deanna, welcome to our podcast. We're really excited to talk to you about what you're building at Applied Negative Emissions Center. Please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit a bit about your background. Yes, thank you so much, JJ, for having us here.、Uh, so I'm Karen Russell, and I am one of the co-founders of the Black Native Mission Center. My background is in chemistry and carbon management. I also have a background in the climate activism world, as I was the leader for some not-for-profit organizations before this. And also, I have a background in academia, as I was a research fellow for some universities around the world.、Um, yeah, that's me. Nice to meet Hi, you. Yeah. Hi, I'm Diana.、Uh, I'm the other co-founder at the the Applied Negative Emission Center. I have very similar background to Karen. I also have a、um, background in chemistry and carbon management.、Um, currently, I just started my PhD in、um, researching circular business model. I'm、um, in Netherlands. Fantastic!、Uh, so nice to meet you both. And、uh, it seems like the world、uh, is all about,、uh, you know, talking about climate change and sustainability. And、uh, I think it will be really interesting conversation here to get your perspective、uh, about what you're working on.、Uh, and、um, I'm sure you can. Teach us all a lot about、um, the field. So to get started,、uh, what is the mission of Applied Negative Emission Center that you founded? Yeah, so we want to bring、uh, applied negative emission technology、uh, center stage as one of the key solutions to tackle climate change crisis and help、um, the world stay within the 1.5 degree threshold、um, proposed by the Paris Agreement. And we also want to help to kind of foster an enabling environment that can nurture、um, the creative solutions in the、um, in the native emission technologies. So we also want to be a connect、um, connecting hub that can help、uh, innovators in the carbon removal space and、um, to connect them with our clients who wish to use these solutions. To remove their emissions and achieve their net zero targets, and、um, another thing we believe in is that we don't think one technology can solve this, and there's no silver bullet. So that's why we wanted to use a, a portfolio approach. So when we approach our client and help them strategize,、uh, we want to bring together a mixture of a different technology, maybe more nature based or more、uh, technology based. So that can,、um, so that can, you know, give them like a a better chance at、um, very efficient、uh, carbon removal. For the audience who does not understand applied negative emissions, can you describe to us what that is? And from、uh, the expert's perspective, when you talk to clients,、uh, what does that usually entail? Yes.、Yeah, so. Negative emissions are、uh, technologies or methods that are encompassed within the carbon dioxide dioxide removal schemes. So anything that has to do with carbon dioxide removal,、uh, 
um, is considered a negative emission technology or a negative emission method is anything that will allow us capture or sequester carbon in in simple terms. Uh, when we're uh, working with clients, we're working with businesses, organizations, or governments that are already in the net zero pathway. So they are still learning a lot of the uh, terms that are used in this specific field, but also they understand uh, what their sustainability plans are. They understand what the impact of their energy efficiency and behavioral change measures are gonna have in the long term. So that when we come into the picture, they know exactly what amount of emissions they are not gonna be able to achieve just through th traditional mitigation. Mm -hmm. And that's where we actually try to help them with this type of innovative technologies are with these innovative methods. Um, so that is one of the things that we actually require from our clients to have. Um, they, they need to have this understanding of what their uh, current mitigation strategies are going to look like in the next few years uh, so that we can support them better integrating these technologies as a, a as yeah, as a support, uh, in a supporting role to all of the other initiatives that they are already having. We think that that is the way that uh, native emission technologies should be working, not as an uh, instead of the traditional mitigation or the societal change that is actually required, but actually as a, a supporting a key type of role that they will need to have for us to be able to achieve the Paris Agreement targets. Um, yeah, so when we work with clients, uh, initially we do have a consultation so that we can actually understand their context. And by understanding their context, it will make things easier for us to be able to recommend some types of technologies that would be uh, quite fit for them. Um, because not everyone can actually use any type of technology mm -hmm. because of the type of resources or budget or impact or co-benefits that they are looking to have. So that is the first stage. And then when we connect them with all these innovators with these amazing ideas on how to change the world, and they are going to be able to implement them uh, to completion in a really successful way because it is the perfect technology for them and it's exactly what they need. Thank you for that. Um, in terms of carbon capture, um, you know, you, you mentioned that clients um, and you come together and explore different options. And some of your clients may already be uh, adopting some of the more traditional methods. Um, again, for audience and for people who are just learning about carbon capture um, at a high level in layman's terms, what are some of the options out there? You know, for example, I know like planting trees is one of them. Um, there are companies out there that are trying to build, you know, apparatus that to to capture, uh, you know, carbon dioxide. Um, what what have you seen, and um, what what are your perspectives on some of these methods? Yeah, I think that actually, yeah, exactly what you just described is some of the most uh, visible options out there like planting trees 
or these big devices that are going to suck up CO2 from the air. Um, you can also find things that are quite simple from benches with uh, IoT integrations or with uh, different sensors that with the use of different plants uh, within the bench will be able to actually capture carbon as if it was a, a more efficient living tree. Interesting, yeah. uh, or you can also see other options for agriculture. Um, for example, through the use of a specific type of rocks um, that are actually really good for the soil, it can help the farmers to grow uh, higher yields, but also to sequester more carbon within the soil. So there are some things that are actually really, um, it, th that can be seen or could have the potential to be seen everywhere rather than just this idea of um, devices that are giant and unachievable for communities or society in general. So we've actually seen a lot of different innovations that can be implemented in your own house or uh, things like that. Uh, but uh, of course, we do support the idea of nature-based solutions with trees and um, other types of methods. Interesting. One of the things when, uh, you know, that come to the news a lot now is about different companies, especially global companies, uh, offsetting their carbon credit, which is not a new idea. Carbon credit has been around for a very long time. I think it has gained a lot more prominence in the, mo uh, in the recent years. What's the relationship between applying technologies or methods uh, to uh, achieve net zero emissions and uh, carbon credit. So, so when you work with clients, how, how do they reconcile those things? Or are they the same things, the same concepts? Yeah, no. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, for us, it's more, um, so we want to have these solutions on site. Okay. That's why we really emphasize a more catered approach. We really want to, when we talk to our clients, uh, we really want to know thoroughly their strategy and then what the resource they have and, you know, their supply chain and what assets they're working with, what's their budget and then what they want to achieve with these solutions. So we want to try to propose some of the solution that can be integrated or that can use the, um, the existing assets and resources the clients have. Um, for example, for universities, universities might have a lot of um, land space mm -hmm. um, that can be converted or that can be used for, um, um, you know, uh, carbon uh, to create uh, carbon capture gardens or to have those um, uh, carbon removal benches that Karen just mentioned. And or for, you know, for more industrial example, for maybe concrete plant, there are technologies out there uh, in companies like Carbon Cure that can actually, you know, use captured um, carbon emissions from industrial process and inject that into kind of the concrete mix when making concrete. And that that way you can produce like low carbon concrete. So that's so these are old examples of. Um, you know, example of a solution where we want to be like integrated to um, the, the the company's uh, um, regular activities. Yeah, I think to add on that, um, when we're thinking about carbon offsets, 
is something that we we do work with some carbon offsets as uh, some of the companies that we also try to support their innovations um they are quite big or they cannot be applied on site. Um, our first recommendation is always to try to have these on-site solutions instead of just offsetting the carbon somewhere else. Um, I think that we are quite uh, cautious with the types of companies that we do work with carbon offsetting mm-hmm. as there needs to be an ethical perspective on those. Um, Right now, um, there are some carbon offsetting companies that are doing a great job, but there is also the other side of the story where mm-hmm. you have carbon offsets that are only looking at the avoidance of further emissions rather than actually the sequestration of carbon, um, which is good, but it's not really the end goal of what a, right. a carbon offset should be doing. Um, also, you need to be considering that there will come to a point where uh, these carbon offsets won't be enough um, for the whole world to actually try to mitigate or compensate their emissions. So we think that having on-site solutions will give uh, more freedom, transparency, and also more control to the companies to actually understand um, how their emissions are being uh, mitigated. Um, also, we need to understand that for us, it's really important to know if the offsetting companies that we work with um, are being ethical on the sense of where they are being placed. Um, for example, um, uh, some of the companies that are working in developing countries uh, can have cheaper offsetting options, but at the same time, you need to make sure that they are doing what they are proposing they are doing rather than just going to a community and making more harm than good. Um, I am Mexican and in Mexico there are a lot of communities that have not been uh, fairly treated from this type of initiative. So I think that that is something that can be looked across the global south or developing countries in general. So that is why we tend to be really careful when we suggest the use of offsetting schemes, if, for example, the company or the organization doesn't have the resources to uh, to to have a specific type of technologies, and we think that an offsetting scheme could be a better fit for them, then that's what we do. But our, our first um, approach is always trying to recommend them on-site solutions. Thank you for that perspective. I, I, I think it's a really important perspective as well. Um, when you work with whether universities, businesses, uh, and non- uh, I think governmental um, entities, I'm sure you bring different kinds of perspectives and you see different ways of working. For the businesses that you work with, um, what, what are the people that you work with? Is it head of sustainability? Is it the CFOs? Uh, is it the... Uh, the technologists uh, in, in these companies, what are the personas that you work with um, where they do see tremendous need for the kinds of services that you offer? Yes, yeah, so we usually work with head of sustainabilities. Um, yeah, so uh, those are the people that we usually tend to communicate with. 
And we do think that it's really interesting and uh, the fact that uh, I think that even for head of sustainability, they, this whole net zero pathway can be still quite challenging for them, even yeah. if they have this expertise on sustainability. So it is something that we find really interesting. And we also try to facilitate the understanding of all these innovative solutions to even people that are really versed on, 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 on the field of sustainability so that it is easier for them as well to understand because all of these uh, Feel sometimes tends to be super rapidly changing and also right. yeah it's really difficult to keep up with it yeah that's that's for sure um and lastly um if uh if any organization want wants to find you and 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 work with applied negative emission center how, how do they do that yeah, so we do have some social media and we have our website that is nativeemissioncenter.co.uk. Um, if they want to approach us, they can just contact us through the uh, form that is in the website or send us an email and we will be happy to collaborate with them. Anything else, Karen and Deanna, you want to share with us? This has been a really, conversa a really insightful conversation. Deanna? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, JJ, so much for inviting us to the podcast. And I do think this is a great cause. And then we definitely need to keep the conversation going. And then, you know, when we're discussing creative solutions, we, we really want to, you know, shine a spotlight on um, negative emission technologies. So when we talk about any sort of um, um, carb, so we can discuss that when we also talk about other traditional methods so you know i don't think again one solution doesn't stop all we need you know all hands on deck thank you yeah. both that's that's great to end our podcast uh karen Russell and dina han of uh, apply negative emission center thank you both thank you jj thank you